Before sitting down with Jen Miller, I hadn't yet tried EFT tapping. And through our conversation, I was so inspired to try this technique that I went ahead and signed up for Jen's newsletter. And with that, she offers a free guided tapping session. I completed the guiding the guided tapping session as instructed. So even though some of the statements, uh, which we'll talk about in this episode, even though some of the statements didn't resonate with me fully, I went ahead and said those statements anyway, and followed Jen's instructions on where to tap. And I was so surprised when at the end of 10 minutes, and honestly, as I moved through the session, just how much more relaxed and at ease I felt in my body. Here's a little bit more about Jen before we launch into today's episode. As an emotional freedom technique tapping practitioner, Jen helps her clients move through uncomfortable emotions as well as feel more present, more grounded, and more connected to self. Jen found the practice of EFT tapping through her own journey with anxiety and it completely transformed her nervous system. She became deeply passionate about bringing this practice to others and believes in empowering her clients with EFT as a tool that they can take with them for life. Jen believes that through regulating the nervous system and processing our emotions with EFT, we naturally shift into alignment with our highest selves and become magnetic to all of our desires. You can connect with Jen on Instagram at Jen Miller Co. and also via her website, jenmiller.co. And now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Holistic Wellness, a podcast exploring the science and metaphysics of health and wellness. I'm your host, Brandy Searcy, founder and formulator at Rain Organica, where you'll find holistic skincare in one simple routine. Today, I'm excited to sit down with Jen Miller and talk about emotional freedom technique, also known as tapping. Jen, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Brandy. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for making the time to be here. Would, so could you start off just sharing a little bit of your backstory and how you discovered emotional freedom technique? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for asking. So I discovered EFT probably just a couple years ago. Um, and really what led me there was just my own journey with anxiety. So I've always felt, um, that anxiousness. I can remember even from being a little kid, um, through my teen years, you know, up to the current day. And so that was something that really led me on this path of exploring my health and wellness. So, um, that took me, you know, originally to do a degree in psychology. Um, I was super fascinated about 
just human behavior and, you know, maybe why I was experiencing what I was with regards to anxiety. So I loved that. And then a few years later, I actually went back and did um, holistic nutrition um, certification. So that was just another avenue to really explore that sort of health space even further and at a more deep level. Um, And all of this is really just guided by, like I said, sort of my own um, experiences and just knowing that there were so many ways to support yourself out there. Um, And then ultimately that ended up leading me further down the path um, to a few years ago where um, I came across the, the technique through actually Gabby Bernstein. So you may be familiar with her, maybe your listeners are as well, but she's an incredible spiritual teacher and I have followed her work for a long time and read many of her books. And I was just Googling, you know, anxiety, um, you know, how to support yourself kind of thing. And I came across one of her YouTube videos where she did a session on EFT for anxiety. And so I did that. It was just maybe, you know, a 10, 15 minute session. And I just fell in love with it. I uh, experienced a lot of benefit even that first time. And then from there, I just practiced it almost every day myself. So you know, I went back to that one of hers and then I found, you know, other teachers that were sharing EFT tapping sessions. And yeah, I just, I tapped all the time because I was experiencing so much benefit from it myself that, um, I just was sort of hooked on it. So yeah, that's sort of, um, what led me to, to finding the practice. Okay. Prior to discovering EFT in regards to your anxiety, what other techniques were you using to try to help control it? Yeah. So I would say like the first, the first thing I really did, um, in, in maybe my like early twenties was explored working with, um, different alternative practitioners. So naturopathic doctors, acupuncturists, and that type of thing. So that was sort of my first, um, kind of foray into the health space with regards to my anxiety. And, you know, I was able to really work on changing and making tweaks to my diet and how I moved my body and supported myself um, from that perspective, which really did help. Um, But I think I was always just still feeling like I didn't have a tool necessarily that really made the impact that I wanted it to. I had tried meditation, different types of meditation as well, which I still absolutely love meditation. I think it's incredible and and really important. Um, But I was just so stuck in my head and, you know, the overthinking, the ruminating, like those types of things. And yeah, so, so I didn't, I hadn't really found something that totally addressed that and like almost helped me really get out of my head and into my body, because I think that's such an important piece with anxiousness is dropping out of the mind and into sort of that presence and peace with the body. Um, and yeah, I hadn't found a tool that really did that for me um, up until that point. Okay. I have kind of another question just to tease out a little more about how EFT works and maybe how it's a little bit different than meditation. So for me, I tend to be quite tense in my body. Um, so oftentimes I feel like I can kind of work myself into a state where I'm present in the moment. However, I still have quite a bit of tension that I'm holding on to um, in my body. So is EFT something that can help with that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So EFT is amazing in that it it's really supportive from a very holistic perspective. So from the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, um, it sort of addresses all of those avenues. So maybe I'll just explain a little bit how the practice works and then we can sort of talk a little bit about the tension piece if that works for you, Brandy. Um, so yeah, so EFT, it, it sort of consists of two parts and it's based in, I would say sort of like Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, TCM, as well as psychology. So it's addressing both sort of the energetic piece with regards to you're actually tapping on a series of points in the body that are acupressure points. So they're the meridian endpoints. Um, and so as you're tapping through those points, you're also saying statements and the statements are meant to address basically the uncomfortable aspects of how you're feeling. So you're tapping whilst saying those statements. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's really powerful in that it helps to actually physically shift the nervous system into that parasympathetic state. So into that rest state, um, it helps to reduce stress hormones in the body. And then it's rebalancing those energetic pathways as well. Um, so in, in that it's not only impacting you physically with regards to you know, really actually reducing that stress response in the body, which that's really where that tension piece could come in, Brandy, um, and, and help, you know, relax and just release a lot of that tension in the body. Um, and then also, you know, the energetic piece as well as sort of the mental piece, if there's any sort of, you know, rumination and things like that, it can really support that too. Okay. And how long how long does it take to work through a sequence? And I guess, is it a sequence or are there certain areas of your body that you can tap just throughout the day to kind of help relieve stress? And it, does it look different based on what your goal is? Yeah, yeah, good question. So yeah, so typically there is um, a sequence that you work through um, on, there's eight points that you would go through sort of sequentially. But with that said, um, you know, I always really teach that you can use the individual points sort of ad hoc throughout the day to give you relief as well. So let's say, for example, maybe the collarbone point that's a really nice one. There's also a point on the hand um, as well. That's, you know, a little more accessible if you're in public or somewhere where you don't really want to, you know, people to notice what you're doing. That one's a little bit easier to get to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really great to just pick a point and tap on that. You can definitely find relief in that too, but a typical tapping sequence would include those eight points that you would move through sequentially. Um, and you would keep going, you know, throughout those eight points as you're speaking through, um, you know, your, your statements. And, and so the statements are going to be where things will sort of differ depending on what you're working on. So what is your most pressing issue? So that's what sort of the terminology is with this practice is your MPI, so your most pressing issue. So let's say, you know, that's anxiousness, or maybe it's tension, or maybe it's, um, you know, you're feeling really sad, or, you know, anything, it could be even a physical symptom like digestion issues, or, whatever it is. And so that's where the statements themselves would be basically curated to whatever that uncomfortable experience is. Um, and so that's sort of where things would differ a little bit, but you would always typically be tapping through those, those sequence of points. Okay. How, so I've got a couple of questions from what you just said. First yeah. of all is kind of how many taps per, um, 
per location in that eight step or in the eight sequence um, positions. And then also when it comes to those MPIs, what would some examples of those be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of like how many times you tap on each point, there's no right or wrong with that. Like I really believe and teach with this practice that, um, you know, really follow your intuition and what feels good in your body. So I, I don't say, you know, you have to tap on a certain point X amount of times. I think it's just sort of follow what feels good for you. I would say I probably tap on each point, maybe like 10 times. I don't know. It just depends also on the statement too, and, and how long that statement is, but I really, really encourage just listening to your body. So I wouldn't say that there's sort of a right or wrong with that piece. Um, and then, yeah, so it's some examples of the MPI type statements. So yeah, let's say if we're using that example of anxiousness, so maybe that's sort of the biggest thing up for you right now. So you could start by saying, you know, even though I'm feeling so anxious right now, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So that's typically sort of how the first statement, first few statements is structured just to really say, even though I'm feeling this uncomfortable thing, I love and accept myself. So it's really giving ourselves that opportunity to acknowledge and accept how we're feeling. And then once you're sort of going into the rest of the points, it would just be things like, I'm feeling so anxious. All of this anxiety in my body and my mind, it feels so uncomfortable. Um, I just want to feel better. I just want relief from this anxiousness. And those are the first you know, few statements is again, really acknowledging that uncomfortable aspect. And some people are a little bit like hesitant around that. So like, oh, isn't that sort of negative or going to like further make me feel worse if I'm just, you know, really talking through the uncomfortable aspects, but it's actually the opposite. It's, it's really essential to acknowledge the uncomfortable and really, you know, give yourself permission to do that uh, before you're able to actually work through a lot of that stuff. Because I think probably a lot of us can relate to, um, you know, feeling something uncomfortable and wanting to sort of push that down or ignore it. And, and this practice really helps unearth that because that's going to allow us to then move through it. So those are the first few statements is sort of the acknowledging the uncomfortable. And then how I typically teach it is I'll then go into um, around where it's a little more affirming. So it'll say something like, you know, I am safe to feel this anxiousness. I am safe to let this move through me. You know, I give myself permission to feel this anxiousness and then let it go. So stuff like that. So it's just a little bit more affirming um, once you've really acknowledged sort of the uncomfortable pieces of it. Okay. So if you're moving through that tapping sequence, would the statement change based on what you're tapping? So you would start maybe with an acknowledgement of what what's making you uncomfortable and then move towards continue moving towards that release yeah yeah so you would start typically on the side of the hand so there's a point on the side of the hand that's called the karate chop point and you're tapping there for the first couple statements and that's where you're saying those statements around you know even though i'm feeling x so maybe anxiousness i love and accept myself and you sort of say um, similar statements to that for a few uh, a few times on the side of the hand, and then you move into the rest of the points, and then you're sort of yeah just for the first round or first two rounds, really acknowledging those uncomfortable aspects. There's no like you don't need to say a certain type of statement on a certain point. It's really just you know moving through that sequence of points as you just talk to how you're feeling. 
And then, yeah, then when you feel ready or, you know, as I teach um, in my guided sessions, then we'll move into a round that's a little bit more of those type, you know, I'm safe to feel, I'm safe to let this go. I give myself permission to let this go. And, you know, just those kind of I am and I am safe type statements. Okay. What does the, so since you mentioned the guided sessions with you, what do those typically look like? Is it one-on-one guidance? Do you work with groups? What does that look like? Yeah, so so I do a little bit um, a, a variety. So I would say that, um, you know, how I got started in this practice was really, um, you know, following a guided type session, but then also just really taking this practice and making it my own and having this tool at my own fingertips to support myself. And so that's really inspired me to, you know, take that into the work that I offer. So I offer both guided sessions. So I'll do live group sessions. So I don't do a ton of one-on-one, but even for example, last night I hosted a group session on Zoom where I guided us through um, a live tapping meditation. And, um, you know, I just sort of leave time for um, everyone to repeat after me as I say the statements and, and we just move through it together. I also have a membership where I have basically a huge resource library of uh, recorded tapping meditations on tons of different topics that um, my community has access to that. Uh, yeah, it's just like a recorded meditation that they then tune into and, and, and can then have that at their own fingertips um, as well. But yeah, I'm really, I'm a really big believer in like instilling this and, and sharing this and educating people on this tool so that they can then take that and use it for the rest of their life. Like I really, um, I really want to empower people with that tool. So that is really weaved into a lot of the work that I do. Okay, so a couple of other questions around that. With these guided meditations that you lead, how long are each one of those typically? And then the same question, kind of if you're out and about, and here I'm thinking specifically for being in uncomfortable situations over the holidays with family or you know being super stressed, um, what would be something on the spot that could be done like pretty quickly that might help relieve uh, some of some of whatever is being felt, stress, anxiety, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, great question. So yeah, so in terms of the length of the meditation, so it varies. Um, I would say within my membership, all my recorded sessions, they're probably anywhere from 10, 10 to 15 minutes, um, somewhere in that range. And yeah, and then the, like the live ones will vary too, just depending on how much time we've slotted and what type of session it is. But last night I did one that was about 30 minutes long. So kind of slowing it down a bit and leaving a bit more time for um, dropping into the body and, and that kind of thing um, in addition to saying the statements. But yeah, that that will vary. You can also do really short ones too, like just taking a couple minutes to, to tap. Um, even like 30 seconds can be really impactful. So that, you know, I don't want to discount that either. Um, yeah, and with regards to your question on, you know, what can people do around the holidays if they're experiencing some stress or anxiousness kind of in the moment. And yeah, I would say with that, if they want something that's just really quick is to actually just pick one of the points like we were speaking about earlier and tap on that point. So there's one on the hand that I really like for that, um, which is sort of just like on the top of the hand in between um, kind of the pinky finger and the ring finger sort of in the middle there, just above the knuckle. Uh, it's kind of hard 
are um, just tapping on that point is really nice that that point specifically will really help to calm the nervous system. Um, and I also personally really love the collarbone point. I always speak about that one because that one just feels really good to me. Um, I think because we hold a lot of tension, we hold a lot sort of in that space of our body, sort of in our chest, our shoulders, our neck um, kind of area. And so that can be a really nice one too. So even just like popping into the bathroom, <laughs> if they have a moment um, and, and just taking like a couple seconds to tap on a couple points, or again, with that point on the hand that can even be done, like without anyone noticing at all. So um, those would probably be my top tips for something super quick and accessible in the moment uh, to use. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, would it be possible to, I mean, I, I know we're just talking here, but would it be possible just to kind of quickly walk through kind of where those points are located in the body within that eight point sequence? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So the first one is on, like I said, the side of the hand. So that's called the karate chop point. So you can just kind of picture where you would karate chop something. It's right on that um, point of the hand. And then the next point is right on sort of the inner edge of the eyebrow. So the eyebrow point and then the outer edge of the eyebrow. And then under the eye. Under the nose under the mouth. So this is sort of right below the lip and kind of in between the lip and the chin right there, the collarbone. So that's sort of just like, I don't know if you feel your collarbone, um, just sort of below that and a little bit inwards toward the middle of your chest. It's just like right on that point. Then the next one is under the arm. So if you were wearing a bra, sort of right where the bra strap would hit. And then the last one is the top of the head. So those are, those are the eight points. It's so interesting that all of those are located in the upper half of the body. Like, is there some kind of, how does that tie in? And yeah. with EFT, are there any points located in the lower half of the body that you would ever use? Yeah. So, so the, the sort of the reasoning behind those specific points. So again, those points are based on, um, you know, meridian endpoints uh, from like an acupressure, acupuncture perspective. So they're all sort of associated with the major organ systems in the body. And the reason for that is just that as you tap through those points, you're then sort of opening up and rebalancing that flow between all of those major organ systems. And so that's why those points are used. Um, in the practice of tapping, there aren't typically points on the lower half of the body, although of course, you know, there's tons of acupuncture points on that and on that portion of the body. So I'm sure there would be some, you know, helpful ones to tap on there too, but that's not typically um, used in the practice of tapping. Okay. Uh, I Okay, I feel like from this, there's about a million more questions, and I definitely want to go tr like try out. Um, I'm very tempted to sign up for your membership myself and try these out because they <laughs> sound wonderful. Is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that you would like to talk about? Yeah, so I, I think just, I don't know. I think with this practice, why I love it so much is just that it, it gives you this tool to be able to self-soothe in a way that's really effective. And I think that's so important for all of us nowadays to have something like that because our nervous systems are just 
being bombarded, <laughs> like with all of the technology and blue light and, you know, notifications on our phone and, and just those things, you know, and then on top of that, all the big life things that many people are going through, our nervous systems really need nourishing. We really need to have a tool that can help us you know, let go of some of that stress and um, just become more present and grounded. And, and I think this is such a great tool for that. Um, another thing I wanted to mention too is, is this is, you know, the practice of EFT is really nice in combination with other practices as well. So like something like meditation, I really love using them together. So for example, um, often I'll do a little, you know, EFT session on myself, and then I'll just sit in meditation following that session. And I find that really effective because, you know, a lot of time, you know, if anyone meditates, it's tuning in, sometimes it can be hard to drop into that space. Um, and so doing something like tapping first allows us to really calm the nervous system to, again, um, you know, reduce some of those stress hormones in the body, you know, drop out of some of that overthinking, um, release some of that tension and stress. And then it's a lot easier to then drop into that meditative space. Um, so I find it's really effective when used together. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. How can listeners find you? Yeah, so I am on Instagram at Jen Miller Co. So that's probably the best place to connect with me. My website is jenmiller.co as well. Um, but would love to connect with anyone there. I, I do have a couple like offerings. If someone did want to try out this practice, I have a free tapping meditation download on my website. Um, so that's a session to help calm the mind. So if anyone's tuning in, that's, you know, going into the holidays and uh, feeling that, then that could be a great resource and that's for free. So you can get that on my website. Um, and then I also do offer my membership right now that has tons and tons of, uh, of meditations um, to support, to support you. But yeah, at Jen Miller Co um, is, is the best place to find me. Okay. Thank you so much for your time today, Jen. This was excellent. And I think yeah, I could definitely see this being beneficial year round. And because again, I know for me, that's the thing it, it like there, I always feel just kind of wound up in the body yeah. and getting that to release is really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and whether, you know, it's tension in the body or in the mind, like, like I said earlier, it's, it's really supportive on both fronts, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and so definitely a great tool to use anytime. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be a time of, you know, heightened stress. It, it can still ground you even further, you know, even if you're already feeling somewhat calm. So yeah, definitely a, a really multi-purpose type practice. Circling back around, sorry, one more question. Uh, you'd mentioned earlier about this can help with digestion as well, or if basically kind of if that's your main area of concern, you can work through the tapping sequence for that. How does it help with that? Is it just some of these, um, just because these acupressure points are associated with the internal organs and the digestive organs? 
Yeah, it's such a good question. So the, there's a couple um, ways that it sort of impacts the physical body and our different, you know, body systems. So the first would be, you know, coming back to the fact that it actually, you know, calms the nervous system. It takes us into that parasympathetic state and reduces stress hormones in the body. And so, you know, as we, you know, anyone knows that's sort of in the health space, um, the stress hormones, you know, interplay and interact with a lot of the other hormones in the body. And so, um, you know, reducing those stress hormones hormones can be really supportive for many other body systems as well. Um, specifically with dig digestion, like there's such a mind body connection with that. And so, um, as probably a lot of us have experienced when we're really stressed, we may get digestive symptoms, whether that's, you know, bloating and, you know, pain from that perspective, maybe, um, things aren't moving, um, kind of things. So, um, when we're able to calm the nervous system, it allows the body's energy to actually go back to digestion or really any of the other body systems. Because when we're stressed, all of the energy is going towards sort of that fight, flight, freeze type response. Um, and so the other body systems aren't getting the attention that they need. So in that perspective, it's really supportive. I would say another aspect too is sort of this energetic piece, right? Because we're tapping through those um, meridian endpoints and rebalancing the energy um, with the different major sort of organ systems. And, and as we're doing that, we're saying, you know, verbalizing how we're feeling. And so, you know, if we're experiencing an uncomfortable physical symptom, there's often really an emotional connection to a lot of our physical symptoms and energetic connections as well. Maybe there's stuck energy in the body and that kind of thing. So rebalancing balancing all of that will really impact the physical body as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Jen. This was a fantastic conversation. And I, I'm looking forward to trying out the tapping technique. Yeah, awesome, Brandy. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was really a pleasure to be here and share about this practice. Uh, thank you so much for having me. As a conscious consumer brand, Rain Organica doesn't partake in the Black Friday, Cyber Monday mayhem, choosing instead to focus on Giving Tuesday. So on Giving Tuesday, I'm thrilled to release an episode that I had a chance to record with Flo Reed, the founder of Sustainable Harvest International. This is one of the organizations that Rain Organica supports. Uh, one of the ones that is fresh to the list in 2021, back in 20, back in late 2020, when I founded Rain Organica, it was my strong desire to incorporate giving from the brand outset. So basically from day one, and because sustainability and connection with nature are so intertwined with the brand, the very first organization that Rain Organica supported is Outdoor Outreach, and it's a San Diego-based organization that provides opportunities for under-resourced youth to connect with nature, because it's my strong belief that the more connected we are with nature, the more we respect her, the more that we appreciate her, and the more that, um, the more imbalance we seek to live with Mother Earth. And and honestly, with our own internal natures as well, because we are part of nature as humans. And I hadn't, um, while I was on the outlook for another organization to give to, 
It took me a while to find Sustainable Harvest International. And when I found them in 2021 and reached out to them, I was just overwhelmed at the support. This is honestly why I had the opportunity to sit down with their founder, Flo Reed, and have a conversation about the work that they are doing in Central America. And it's truly remarkable. And I feel so blessed to have discovered Sustainable Harvest International and to be able to support them. So that conversation is next week. You'll, If you have ever wondered about sustainable agriculture and what that looks like, be sure to tune in because flow over the course of of about an hour, we dive into a lot of the techniques that are used in sustainable agriculture. And it is, it's just a great conversation. So be sure to tune into that on Tuesday, Giving Tuesday, it'll be released a day early. And um, it's also just in time for Soil Health Day. All right, until next time. Bye. Oh, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving.